Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? If we sound a little bit solemn in the introduction there, it's because this episode is a special tribute to the late, great Diego Armando Maradona, who mm. uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 60. Um, one of the first tributes that I saw on Sky Sports News yesterday, Sam, was Graham Sooners, who came on the phone. Oh, and yeah. they said, they said, Graham, um, what's your reaction to the news? And he said, uh, well, I'm not surprised. I've had money on this for a while yeah, now. That seems to have been removed from lots of the obituaries that have been quoted no. kind of in the last 24 hours. He went, I'm not, I'm not surprised. And then they, they asked him a, a bit about his time in Italy, because obviously Sooners was playing in Italy around about same the same time, time as Maradona, Maradona yeah. was. And he says, "Ah, oh, yeah, it was hard for him because uh, there was a lot of a lot of players in that league at the time whose job it was to um, uh, try and uh, you know stop him from playing if possible. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> just kick the fuck out of him. Of yeah, which, Grim, yeah. you were one of those players. Yeah, but you, you was, would have um, relished that that yeah. mission as well, wouldn't he? But Sunus was quite reserved about that, even though he was, you know, one of them players in question." But, uh, yeah, where do you begin? Where do you end? Well, I think, you know, for me, the way that the British press responded, I mean, you called it, you could have seen it. You said on Twitter, you know, that he was, I think you called him the king of living out loud, which is a a great moniker. And the, um, but he was also, he was, he was the antithesis to um, a nation of Lampards. Like, that that was... He, he was like... To them, it was what smoked them out of their dens, right? Yeah. Was yeah. Maradona. Because in life, the more you look at it, you know, you kind of think, well, they're addition dats and they're Lampards, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of us have bits of both in us, right? I think so. But, let's, let's be honest, and, yeah. And, and if you can have a, a little bit more of one than the other, you'd lean this and that. Mm. But Maradona was... He was the original this and that. Full right? on, yeah. He was, he was just full on. He wrote, he wrote the fucking book on it that everyone else has had to follow since. Do you know what I mean? And I think that in some ways I like to think he's like, if the essence of uh, a top flight time machine could be embodied by one human being, you'd mm. hope that might be Diego Maradona. Not that we would ever put ourselves anywhere near his stature. No. But he's certainly an inspiration to uh, our worldview. And if we try to attempt to echo his lifestyle, we certainly wouldn't reach the age of 60 between no. us. But, like, no. combined. 
But um, yeah, no the, way. I mean, you've got to fucking hand it to him. I remember we were chatting last night on my West Ham group, and one of the people on there is a is a doctor, like consultant, and she and I reminded her that she once told me <laughs> years ago when I was still with the drink and drugs, and she, she didn't say it for that reason. She just said it in conversation. But I remember I tried to react casually to it, but inside I was really panicking because she said, "Yeah, I mean the thing about." Um, she went the thing about human beings is we're only actually built to live until 40 she Whoa. went after after that she went it's just a patch-up job by people like me Fuck. she went we kind of know how to keep humans ticking over f- for quite a long time after but that's what medical science does she went we haven't actually evolved to live beyond 40 just that we have developed medical science and crucially sanitation yeah. to allow us to live like basically double what is natural so all that shit where your brain starts rotting or you start pissing your pants or you yeah. can't walk or or any of the other things just, just smaller decay. things that you get as yeah. you get older like aches and pains and that's decay that's not natural that's 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 a sign that you should be dying yeah yeah right Fuck and yeah. um so anyway when we were having this chat last night i said i said listen you know you i, I said it's it's astonishing that he reached 60 considering you said that we were all supposed to die, even normal people who weren't living out quite out loud as much as he was, you know, aren't supposed to make it past 40. Well, yeah. But, I mean, he was superhuman. I watched Mm. the documentary again, the incredible documentary, Diego Maradona, which is available from many sources. Um, I watched that again last night. And just that whole thing where he, um, he basically led... Napoli to the league title while on cocaine when they won yeah. it in 1990. 89-90, he'd said that they'd play on Sunday and then he'd go out on a Sunday night, he'd stay up till Wednesday partying and then from Wednesday until Sunday again, he would just train like a fucking demon to get back into a position where he could play again on the Sunday. And then, because yeah. the, the, they won the league in 1990, but they won the league, I think, fueled by his anger. There's always that thing that he dragged teams to winning things. He dragged Argentina to the 86 World Cup final. We'll get onto that later on. But he, he pretty much almost single-handedly dragged Napoli to the league title in 87. Mm. And then again in 90, but on 90, in 90 rather, he did it through anger because he, Napoli wouldn't let him go. He wanted to leave. They wouldn't let him go. And he just had a fucking cob on the whole season and spent the whole season on the fucking beak. And when yeah. he wasn't on the beak, he was training his fucking balls off to try and get in mm. condition to play again on Sunday. And then he packed it all in and just trained for the 1990 World Cup and he got them, dragged them to the final of that as well. It was yeah. just unbelievable. And his, yeah, his, out his of body, sheer anger. His body was pretty fucked anyway from about 1990, 1983, rather. When he was in Barcelona, that was when he just got kicked yeah, from pillar to post him. every week. Um, I was reading about what was he called again? Goyka Chair, the mm. Bilbao centre back. Yeah, it was called the Beast of Bilbao. Yeah, and he um, he broke Maradona's ankle with a, a basically a fucking assault yeah. in 1983, uh, and it was the comeback from that that led to that massive brawl on the pitch just before he left Barcelona. Oh yeah, where they were all kicking and punching each other. Yeah, swinging punches. But Goyka Chair that kept the boot that he'd broken Maradona's ankle with. And he kept it in a glass case in his house. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. 
<laughs> what? A, I mean, that is psychopath behaviour. It is. I mean, isn't people, it? people yeah. bandy the word psycho around. I think too liberally in football. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Stuart Pearce wasn't a psycho, was he? No, he's it's not a psychopath. A yeah. I haven't met Stuart Pearce. He's a guy who, you know, I mean, he was. Yeah, I mean, he, even toughness in the context of football. It's not always real toughness, is it? Because they go, oh, yeah. he's a real tough player. It's like, yeah, but he's running around on a pitch where there are certain rules, like you're only allowed to use your feet, mm. right? <laughs> and there is a referee and and so forth. And they follow the rules. It's, it's no measure of whether a man is truly tough or not mm. in playing football. Do you know what I mean? Not, yeah, not yeah. really. Equally, there's tough men who are not tough at all in the way in which they play the game, right? Like, for all you, like, let's look at Glenn Hoddle, right? Glenn Hoddle was considered the ultimate sort of lightweight. Another one, Trevor Brookin. Do you remember what Brian Clough said about him? Float like a butterfly and stings like one too, right? <laughs> Gentlemen, craftsmen, yeah. right? Creative mavericks. Would you fight Brookin or Hoddle? I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> no fucking chance, mate. Exactly, yeah. Right? Yeah. And would I, if I did have to fight them, would I think that they would be easier to fight than the self-styled hard men, such as your Roy Keynes, right? Mm. Your business? No, I, re- I think Hoddle and Brookin would be easily as formidable, if not more. Look at the size of the cunts. Anyway, where does that leave us with Maradona? Maradona was, <laughs> was like, Maradona is a man who I would definitely not fight. I would probably say he's, he was the hardest of them all. Yeah. I mean, if I had been kicked as much as him in those days where you were literally allowed to do it... yeah. Right, and that the only way people had sized him up, and all skillful players got fouled in those days, but he was sized up by the world's footballers and coaches, and it was decided at an early stage this player is so good, it's unfair. He's literally unstoppable, so don't even attempt, don't make foul in a last resort, go out and do it straight away. If I was Maradona, if if that was happening to me, mate, and I'm not even saying this is a joke, I would have quit. I would have quit. Mm. I'm not fucking turning up and getting the shit kicked out of me every week and not even being able to express myself. I'd have yeah. given up. Yeah, yeah. He didn't give a shit. It drove yeah. him on. Yeah. I mean, that was it. He, he picked up injuries in Barcelona. He picked a knee injury in 83, which he had he suffered with for the whole of his career. So, you know, he was playing almost with one hand tied behind his back. But mm. he was... There's comparisons with Maradona against the, the likes of Messi and Ronaldo who are playing now, but it's a completely different world yeah. because they are mini industries this yeah. poor cunt he was just on his own getting he was kicked from a all fucking shanty town he, he got no protection at all yeah either on yeah. the pitch or off it he got protection from the mafia when he was in Napoli but that was because yeah. it suited them and when it didn't yeah. suit them anymore the protection ended they, I mean that's um, like physical protection he wasn't really being protected from his biggest enemy of course which was himself which Andy, was himself. himself yeah, yeah. but yeah I mean he had, it's um, a shame that he didn't but I mean, what I like about him in some ways is that he just never fucking stopped. I mean, you know, those video clips, all, all the clips that are flying around at the moment, that one that we've been sent a lot, and I think we were sent it a lot at the time, because it's quite recent, it's within the last year or two, of him just on his fucking porch, just dancing like a maniac. Do you know what I mean? But like, Living out loud. I, he's just living out loud. He's just like having a great time. He's like, yeah. I know that you all know that I'm fucked and I've done loads of gear, but look at me. I'm having a great fucking time, motherfuckers. <laughs> i tell you my favourite thing about Maradona, and there's loads of things like this. I didn't know this quote that's been shared a lot 
And there's loads of great quotes going around. But obviously the one that struck me as the most top flight time machine friendly was this one about him having an having a row with the Pope. Yes. Yeah. I've been to the Vatican and seen the gold ceilings. And then I hear the Pope saying that the church was concerned about poor kids. I said, <laughs> well, sell your ceilings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a bit as well. There's a bit as well in the film where he's he's on his way to being interviewed in 2004 TV interview, and he's just kind of got dear release from the psychiatric unit that he was in mm. doing rehab, and he's doing a kind of one to one interview, uh, and he's walking towards the studio, and someone shouts to him, uh, "Maradona, you're better than the Pope," and he just goes, uh, "That's not saying much." <laughs> <laughs> he's he's um. In many ways, Maradona is as much like, you know, Senor Dissendat slash Pablo yeah. Canugo as he is like John Fanny Powder. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he's he's almost the ultimate, all right, cunts. It's all wrapped up in the water, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we should have the, um, I mean, listen, what I wanted to say was my favourite, favourite thing of all of Maradona's moments mm. is definitely his handball goal against England, right? <laughs> yeah. What I love about it is... I mean, there's so many things to love about that goal. But what what the thing that I really love has been brought into such sharp focus over these last few hours since we learned of his death, which is the ability it has to wind up cunts and lamparts. Yes. Right. But, yes. But you can't do this. This won't stand. Handball. Handball. He touched it with his hand. It's against the rules. It's a handball. Ball to hand. Ball to hand. <laughs> It's a handball. And, and, and all of this on top of the Falklands conflict as well. I know. <laughs> it, just won't, it just won't do. Hey, calm down, motherfuckers. Yeah, maybe it came off my hand, maybe it didn't. I don't know. Things happen on a football pitch. <laughs> all kinds of shit happen. I've seen mad things in my life. I saw a man fuck a cat once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Imagine, it was me. He, no, I can't remember. He, he pulled Terry Fennick aside. Terry Fennick's going, Oi, you, you, you can't, you haven't bought it. Uh, calm down, pussycat. <laughs> it's Strange just a World Cup. Happen. <laughs> In the World Cup, anything goes. Strange things happen all the time, you know. Oh, man. One time I come home and I see my mama and she <laughs> with a man and they're doing strange things to each other and I just sit <laughs> and I have my glass of milk and I watch them. That's strange, you know, Terry Fennick. <laughs> That's real strange. It's strange this, not to see a man life. like me. I, that's life. Things scare you. Things surprise this is, you. This is just a game. That's yeah. life. Yeah. I I hit my I hit a ball into the into a net with my hand. It's a big deal. No, it's not. Come on, Terry Fennick. It's a baby uh, game. It's just a little uh, baby game. Tell tell your friend Terry Butcher to calm down as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second They're like, ball. so infuriated let me tell you the fucking truth that only Lineker would be the only bastard with the balls to say it right everyone the fucking sun even the mirror which is a newspaper that I've usually got more respect for have, have put the hand of God right this is not this is not just one of the greatest f- footballers of all time I would say the greatest footballer mm. of all time yeah it's not even one of the greatest sportsmen. It is an icon of the 20th century, yeah. right? It is someone who has fucking, you know, reigned over popular culture in a way that is beyond the wildest dreams of David Bowie, right? Yeah. Oh, everyone was wanking themselves off about Bowie when he died. Not that I'm hating on Bowie or anything, but fuck me. Do you know what I mean? 
Oh, Bowie. Right? Now, I'm, I mean, I'm just using him as an example. We could use fucking any, anyone well, I feel who like died. This, this feels like when Prince died for me. Because yeah. it was like, this is yeah. someone yeah. who... Yeah, it is, it is, is like that. ...who was just the fuck way ahead of everybody else. Way ahead. It exactly. He is comparable well. to Prince. Far too soon. It's, yeah. it's very comparable to Prince in in his sort of the impact he had on culture, the way in which he saw the world, the way in which he approached it, the fucking way in which he could spark young imaginations. That's the main thing. Mm. I mean, when we were kids, I was 11 during that World Cup and just everything about it. Uh, you know, don't believe, if you're younger and you weren't around during that World Cup, don't believe all this shit that the big lie is that we were dealt an injustice. But the mm. truth is, is not only did he follow that up with the best goal I've ever seen, right? Which should have it should have been it should have been counted triple. They should have got three goals for that anyway. Exactly, so they, exactly. they should have just ended the game. But that's what made it brilliant. <laughs> if he'd done it the other way round, right, yeah. it would have been a gift for all these pompous cunts in English football to have gone. Well, I just think that really takes the shine off of the first goal, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's gone, yeah, okay, you don't like that one? Okay, I'll give you another one. You like this one? How do you like that? You see me touch the ball with my hand there? No, you don't see nothing, motherfuckers, because I run so fast, you're fucking blind. Goodbye, Steve Hodge. Goodbye, Peter Reid. Goodbye, Darren Fennick. (laughs) Fuck you, Kenny Sansom. And the state of the pitch as well, the ball's fucking bobbling and bouncing all over the place while he's dribbling. Having said that, the great injustice was the fact that that match was allowed to kick off at noon in Mexico. (laughs) <laughs> so there was a massive advantage to Argentina there, I think, anyway. But, but, but it, you know but, what, you know, right? England, England fans have fond memories of, of the 86 World Cup because it was a good World Cup. England had some great moments. Mm. Lineker was, you know, the star. You know, after Maradona, Lineker was probably the star of that World Cup. Yeah. You know, and, and he'd got, unlike Maradona, he'd gone into it as a complete unknown. He won the Golden Boot. There's lots of great things to relish about that World Cup. But the fact is... That World Cup had to have been won by Argentina. It's one of the greatest World Cup stories ever, if not the greatest, because of the way in which one man of such supreme talents sort of dragged his team to World Cup glory. There's never been a story like it in football. And if England had fucking won that quarterfinal, <laughs> right, in spite of Maradona scoring a goal like that and doing all the other shit he didn't talk that would have been the un- yeah. injustice yeah. if Peter Shilton had prevailed in any sense in life over Diego Maradona. That would be the fucking injustice. Yeah, yeah. It would have been apparently like Brazil said, early in 82, wouldn't it? Yeah. Apparently Gazza said on this morning on GMTV there was a link-up and him and Shilton were both on talking to oh, Susanna Reid and Ben Shepherd. And Gazza, I haven't seen this yet, apparently said on air... Yeah, well, Pete, because Pete Shilton's basically been going around acting like he's glad. The yeah. cunt, right? Yeah, yeah and, totally. I mean, you know, regular listeners will know that from fucking day one on this podcast, this we've had Shilton down as a prize cunt. This is not a pro Shilton podcast. No, no. <laughs> if that's what you're coming for, you're not going to get it here. Go elsewhere, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, he's gone. Apparently, Gaz has gone, yeah. That that goal made you anyway, didn't it, Peter? <laughs> and the hosts pissed themselves and so did Gaza and Schiltz looks really fucked up. Oh, I saw I a screen grab of the moment. I so didn't great. see that. But the thing is, Shilton was way past it in 86, let alone 1990. Yeah. I think he's the most overrated goalkeeper of all time, right? I think it's classic British media, especially in those days, like whoever the best 
English goalkeeper was was considered the best goalkeeper in the world. Fuck yeah. knows why, but that used to be a thing. It's like, well, we always produce the best goalkeepers. Do we fuck? I mean, I think Gordon Banks was handy. Clements was was better than Shilton. Since was, then, yeah. every fucking goalkeeper we've had in the national side has been a fucking calamity waiting to happen. But like Shilton was absolute dog shit in that World Cup and 1990. He got us knocked out fucking every time. Well, why? And, why is Shilton he's so ashamed? He's so ashamed to have been fucking mugged off by a bloke who was half his height that he's tried to make the narrative yeah. ever since that it that this man is an evil person. Fuck that. No, he's not. And if an what? English bloke had done it, no one would be fucking talking about it now. Why is Shilton in a position where he's having to do that, where Maradona can get up there and out-jump really? him and knock, <laughs> knock it in with his hand? Shilton, have you seen it? The, the famous image of it where Shilton's got... He's, he does this sort of really camp Superman act, right? <laughs> he's got one fist up in the air and he's got another one held into his chest. I mean, it's like <laughs> some weird goalkeeper in Roy the Rovers would be drawn. <laughs> It's not a, a goalkeeping technique that I think is taught by any goalkeeping coach um, yeah. in professional yeah. football. I mean, what the fuck does he think he's doing coming out and trying to... Oh, I'm going to punch it! Fucking catch it, you cunt! Oh, no, I'm going to punch it! I don't want to catch it! If I try to catch it, he might knock me over! You fucking idiot, Shilton! You dodgering old cunt! Maybe he's carrying cunt. a gun! I can't be sure! He might have a knife uh. in his sock! Hey, watch out, Peter Sheldon, here I come. I swore, but I jump high like a fucking bean. But the stats in that 1986 World Cup, you know, people can say, like, you know, it's exaggerated that he dragged Argentina to win that World Cup. Seven games, he scored mm. five goals, he had five assists in seven fucking matches. Fucking Unbelievable. Hell. In the world, I mean, Cup. what about his through ball for the winning goal in the final? Yeah, that's always yeah. a moment where it's After like there's a sort of, of a, a ma- midfield scrap going on. It comes to him, and he just looks yeah. up and first time off balance yeah. plays a, an inch perfect through ball, doesn't he? Have that, yeah. After being man marked, being man marked for the entire game. Yeah, and then in that documentary, Incredible. you see him. They have amazing footage, don't they, of him just coming off the pitch afterwards and just fucking going mad in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, what I love about it is is the fact that it is, is, I mean, I suppose it was different times, but it's just so joyous. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jalapeño. If you watch like those behind-the-scenes programs now, like All or Nothing, or ever, footballers are fucking robots. They have to be. Yeah. It's a professional, multi-million-pound sport, and they have to be treated like fucking thoroughbred racehorses, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of them aren't boring they're they're boring almost by default because to be a top 
top sports person these days, you have to have lived a fairly monotonous life. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Exactly, yeah. From like Your brain hasn't been expanded. Yeah. You haven't seen the yeah. wild things that Maradona's seen. You haven't seen a man fucking a cat in a bin alley, right? Mm. Or all of the other things that you haven't seen someone let off fucking fireworks in a classroom um, <laughs> like Maradona did every day at school, probably. Mm. You know, it's, it, it, they're boring people, but Maradona and the rest of that Argentinian team, when you see them, them in the changing room during mm. that World Cup, it's just like they're like a bunch of fucking mates, like cowboys. They've rocked up at a fucking World yeah. Cup and thought, let's have a crack at it, lads. And it's he's not just like, it's me, I'm the star, and the rest no. of you are the bit part players. They're all in it together, you can see. He's yeah. one of the he's one of the boys, and it's a mm. proper team effort. But uh, yeah, play, players are just they're all drilled to, within an inch of their lives now, and that kind of off the cuff. Yeah. But Jack Grealish aside, <laughs> that, kind of, <laughs> that kind of off the cuff ability doesn't seem to exist anymore. Grealish is like this now. Well, it's just me now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> totally. a, a great a great light has gone out, and <laughs> I am the torchbearer. <laughs> The new Maradona. The new Maradona. Arise, Jack Grealish. Shot me a line. But there was a great tweet by David Bennon, the writer, um, yesterday. Uh, This this is just right up the fucking flag nonsense and the pro-Shilton fucking lobby. And he he tweeted, Nobody cares that you hate Maradona for cheating. Nobody. He thrilled and dazzled the world, gave it drama and spectacle like nothing in football before or since, and all you can do is whine about that one time he shafted your team. Your smallness only accentuates his greatness. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's exactly it. Exactly it. And uh, Kelly Kate's uh, friend of the podcast, of course, did an amazing tweet, um, which, uh, you know, everyone's like getting involved in a tedious debate as to, was he the best ever? Like a terrible (laughs) radio phone-in. So... (laughs) Was he the best ever? Give us a call. Football's all about opinions. <laughs> was he or was he not? Right. Who was? <laughs> Who was better at kicking a ball around? <laughs> right. Kelly Cates wrote, Imagine thinking the greatest player ever to exist is an argument with a definite answer. Or worse, <laughs> that it can be decided by stats. The greatest players, plural, have magic. They are a joy. And if you don't feel that, I pity you and your cold, cold heart. Oh, Kelly. Get in there. Yeah, it's basically art. But, you know, uh, effectively, there are people who believe in art, believe in beauty, mm-hmm. right? And then there are Peter Shilton and Frank Lampard there and are. all the golf club cunts yeah. who, you know, unfortunately remain a, a, a significant presence in this country we live in. Yeah. I mean, was he technically and the best footballer? Was he the, the greatest? Did he achieve know. the most and win the most medals? Don't know. But the whole story... Greatest man to play football ever, yeah. Well, I love watching football. I've always loved watching football, right? Wish I didn't. Wish wish I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> As we've discussed a lot, it's fucking stupid. But unfortunately, we got hooked at We're an early age. Yeah. There's no 12-step program for getting off football, although there <laughs> fucking should be, right? And as someone who loves watching football, nothing excites you more than the idea of watching Diego Maradona. Even the way he looked... There will never be a footballer who looks as cool as Maradona oh, yeah. looks. Yeah, totally. That's how a footballer should look. Mm. When he'd see you know? like, f- footage of him when he was like 18 or something with a big shaggy hair and he had the beard going on. Yeah. Fucking hell. Incredible. He's beautiful. Christ-like. He's a, be- a beautiful, incredible man. Do you think he was ready to die? 
Or do you think he felt he had more no, to give? No, Jesus Christ, no. I mean, he was never going to live to the age of 97, but no one wants to die at the age of 60. 60 is pretty young. Well, I must, I must say, I was surprised he was only 60. Um, <clears throat> but then, you know, obviously you think about it, you think, oh, no, you know, when I was like, he was at his peak when I was in my sort of very early adolescence. Yeah. yeah. And and so I thought, yeah, I suppose it kind of makes sense that he was that he was only 60. But in my head, he's just been through, there's been so many different stages of Maradona. Yeah. Hasn't there? Yeah. It's so like you the- think, even since he retired, it's just like so many different stages of Maradona. He's gone through so many different uh, regenerations like Doctor Who. It's like Elvis. I mean? like, it's like the various ages of Elvis, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, or like Bowie as well. Yeah. Like the way he kept manifesting himself in new guises. Yeah. Because you think of Maradona like, you know, what about 94 what about 94 World Cup Maradona? Exactly. He, yeah. I mean, what about that for an appearance at a World Cup? He was actually better than he had been in 1990. He in was, 1990 and- he was good and he got to final, but the World Cup started and at the end of the first week I remember we were. I was. I was chatting it over with my brothers. We were at my mum's, and we were all like talking about oh, it's been great first world. You know, and you just got World Cup fever, and it's all you can talk about. And we go, who do you reckon the best player's been so far? And I remember all four of us going, oh, it's definitely Maradona, which was yeah. astonishing because this was two World Cups since he'd hit his peak, and yeah. people thought at the beginning, went, yeah, apparently Maradona's going to play for fucking Argentina. Do you know what I mean? It sort of that seemed weird, but and he-, he was the best player. But what a cameo. Comes in, plays, I think, three games, is the best player by a mile in the tournament, yeah. runs up to the camera off his fucking tits on fucking yay, shouts into shouts into it, pr- provoking Big Ron to say, if he run up to me like that on the street, I'll give him a punch in the face, right? Which you're thinking, all right, Ron, calm down. Right, but, and uh, and then just promptly gets kicked out for doing Charlie, which he didn't. they didn't really need to test him. They could have just seen that. I don't think he did. I think it's all been misremembered. Judging by the documentary, he completely packed in the cocaine and he did a three-month training regime. It was like Rocky. He did this three-month right. training regime. He was only actually kicked out for ephedrine, which was in this supplement that his coach had given him because he'd bought the oh, wrong stuff. fuck. And it was... It, so the, the, it, it's all... The, the mythology around it is that he was yeah, off his face. Yeah, because when he did the shouting... Hmm. You just thought there's a guy on coke. Well, yeah, he just there's scored a, a fucking goal. He, it, was, it was his redemption yeah. no, thing. He yeah. just scored I mean, a goal. Yeah. It ran straight face into a, ca- a camera. That's kind of what you would look like, I think, if you were yeah. if you oh, were it's him. What is, no, but it's what you should look like. It's yeah. how every player should celebrate yeah. every goal. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think he was playing on cocaine at all in '94, which is makes it more of a tragedy. Well, it was. It, it's a, it is a tragedy because the way he was playing, who knows what he might have achieved. Yeah, that year with Argentina, I can't remember what happened to Argentina in the end, but I think they had a half decent team that year. I mean, <laughs> they, they, had Bat- well, he, they had Batistuta in the team, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So he, that's that's a better centre forward than they would have had in '86 yeah. or 1990. Yeah, so it's almost a tragedy in itself that, that Claudio Canija. I think he was knocking about in that era too. Yeah, I was just reading about it earlier on. His his personal trainer bought the wrong supplement and had a similar name to stuff that he'd been taking. Oh, when fuck, he was in you know what I've done? And I've got the day nurse and the night nurse yeah, modelled up here. exactly. It had, it had a bit of ephedrine in it, which was banned, and it got picked up oh, for that. Oh, fuck. And that oh, was it. You're, you're gonna, hey, Diego, you're going to hate me. You'll never guess. <laughs> oh, you're not going to be happy. I've accidentally given you the ephedrine, haven't I? <laughs> I'll tell you what else I realised as well that fucked me off. When he got banned in Italy... Um, for mm. cocaine, he got a 15 month ban when he was at the end of his Napoli stint. That ban 
uh, kicked in six months before Football Italia started on Channel 4. If he hadn't got that ban, we'd have been watching Maradona on a Sunday afternoon and Gascoigne playing for two different teams in 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 Serie A. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, those days of Serie A, has there ever been... If you people often do what was the best team ever, and they compare teams from different eras, and they'll mm. do it for international as well. And then people will say, "What was the best ever World Cup? What was the best ever league season?" What no one's ever done is said, "What was the best league ever?" Right? Yeah. What was the best league to have ever existed? And um, you know, you there were various incarnations of the Premier League. You could you could talk about that for because the Premier League whatever its faults has been fucking amazing carnival of football for a lot of its yeah. history. Do you know what I mean? There were there were periods where both United and Arsenal, so Arsenal under Wenger and United under Ferguson, were both fucking incredible, like yeah. two incredible heavyweight boxers, like playing sensational football and vying for each time. So there's times like that. Of course, the Spanish league at times would be incredible. But that Italian league in the mid to late, I would say mid-80s through to early-ish 90s, right, was fucking amazing. And and having Italian relatives and hearing them come over and just talk about it because you couldn't see it much, so you would just hear tell mm. of it. Do you know what I mean? And they would sometimes bring their sticker albums, right? And you'd look at it, and these were only players that you were aware of from World Cups. So you, names that you'd heard whispered. Right, yeah. <laughs> whispered on the breeze, legends and myths. <laughs> right, and I was like, these these are the cunts that you get to watch every fucking yeah. week. And bear in mind, during the same period, it was like English football in the European ban. Right, no fucking foreign players, shit pitches, hooliganism, long ball football. Do you know what I mean? Just shit. The England team, pretty bullshit most of the time. Right. And it, the Italian league, when Maradona was its king, also had Rummenigge, Platini. A bit after that, they had Hullet, Van Basten, Rijkaard. Viali. Every fucking team. Viali. They had, then they had, like, for a while, Zola played at Napoli with... Because uh, that's where Zola first came through, I think. He played right. at Napoli with Maradona in his early days and, like, you know, learnt a lot from Maradona. But, like, he was the fucking king. But it was a world super league. No, None of the best players in the world played anywhere other than Serie A. And I think not when in that Spain, European, not in England, nowhere. And I think when that European ban was in place as well, the British TV companies just didn't bother showing European football because, nah. you know, why Why would they? So we didn't get to no see point. highlights yeah. of, of all that going on in Europe at the time. No, you just didn't see it. It was mad. I would hear about it, again, from cousins. They'd, like, talk about the, t- mm. the different players and different teams, and it just seemed so exotic and impossible to me. But the fact that yeah. Maradona reigned over that league, when Napoli, I suppose the closest you could get is genuinely... Leicester when they won the league, yeah. Like Napoli yeah. had never won it. Before, They'd never won it they? before, and they didn't no go and buy near. a lot of marquee signings to to do it. They bought Maradona. No, and it's, it's just sort of weird how they pulled him. it off. I, I mm. felt at the beginning of that film. I mean, you've watched it more recently, but I felt that it was. I was always fascinated to know how it ended up at Napoli. So they yeah. kind of tell you that things had gone a bit shit for him at Barcelona. Yeah, but why did he go to Napoli? And it was almost like not many other teams were in for him because it was like he'd had his chance in 82 and he yeah. wasn't ever going to get back to that peak. 
and he had he had kind of all of the spirit kicked out of him as well when he was at Barcelona, you know, as we mentioned, yeah. and he picked up injuries that he suffered for suffered from for the rest of his career. But he was broke as well when he left Barcelona. Here's a fact that I've read in this month's four four two, which has got a great Maradona sixtieth birthday special. Oh, that's a happy coincidence for them. It is, isn't it? Yeah. He was broke (laughs) by the time that he left Barcelona. His agent made a series of bad investments, including one in a Paraguayan bingo hall. (laughs) 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 Different times. Different times. Again, superb. I mean, (laughs) Peter Shilton and Frank Lampard have never made those kind of cavalier investments, have they? No, Messi, Ronaldo, they wouldn't make investments like that. But there you go. A Paraguayan bingo hall. Bingo? In Paraguay? <laughs> sure, sounds good. How much you need? A million dollars? No problem. I just do new so, book deal with Puma. Uh, so I don't know what the deals were, the details of the deal with Napoli were, but that might have had something to do with it. It might have been, it might, the, you know, what was on offer was uh, most favourable to him at, at, at that time. But yeah. I mean, my, my son, twice. On, only just nine years old, his Italian team, despite huge pressure from me, to support Lazio, who've always mm. been my team. Or, you know, he's got relatives who support Juve, Inter, you know, bigger, more glamorous teams. My son loves Napoli hey. because of Maradona, a player who retired about 20 years before my son was even fucking born. Brilliant. That is what an impact Maradona... And I, that, that's zero encouragement from me. I totally tried to bully him into supporting Lazio, <laughs> right? And he's like, fuck that. Fucking Napoli all the way for me, dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Napoli, a team Brilliant. that Maradona wore that beautiful shirt sponsored by fucking Mars. Mars, what, yeah. What a sponsor. Mars bars. Yes. <laughs> this pudgy little fucker running around with Mars on his shirt. Hey, Love it. I, want, I, I like this club. Anything you need, Diego, we make happen. I don't like a sponsor. Get a proper fucking sponsor. You know what I like? Mars bars. Get them. That way I get free Mars bars, can we, yeah? Can we get cocaine as a sponsor? Does that work? <laughs> no, no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no, it's no. Sorry, Diego. I can introduce you to Mr. Escobar. It's no problem. No, no, with the no. league, they wouldn't allow us. Okay, well, in that case, maybe Mars <laughs> bars Fucking Mars instead. bars instead, then, yeah. <laughs> Here's another good tweet. Here's another good tweet. I saw uh, Matt Rendell, who's a cycling writer. Uh, he says, everyone's got a Maradona story. Here's one of mine. At the first tour of Dubai cycling event in 2014, Maradona was the special guest, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, I come. What? Cycling event in the yeah. desert? Yeah, do when I you need me there. <laughs> do, do I get to sit down and free, get free drinks and food? Yeah, I'll come. <laughs> it, says, it says, from the moment... From the moment he entered the VIP tent and sat down in a huge white armchair next to the finish line, no one paid any attention to the cycling. He says, standing behind him, an Italian gentleman said audibly, why don't you go back to Italy and pay your tax bill? At which point point Diego stood up, walked around the armchair, went up to the bloke who had made the comment, and kneed him in the balls. living out loud that's it how says, it's done and then it says after felling his adversary he went back to his chair as if nothing had happened <laughs> <laughs> no words just action <laughs> oh if only we Fucking could all live great. a bit more like maradona i mean yeah. you know cocaine addiction's awful i suppose but i mean it definitely is but just the attitude do you know what yeah. i mean 
Like, yeah. he wasn't sitting around fucking fretting about shit, was he? He was just getting no, on with living his life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he was, like I say, he was never protected apart from when the, the mafia looked after him and then they threw him to the dogs, you know, when they'd had mm. enough of him. After Argentina beat Italy in that 1990 semi-final, which was oh, played yeah. in Naples, which was a ridiculous thing to do yeah. because it just created civil war almost. And then he was the he was the devil in Italy after that. So again, he was just thrown to the wolves, death to fend for himself. But um, yeah, I mean, he just the fucking the, did, did what he did. The thing is, um, yeah, I just think, uh, also, he's, he has loomed large over this podcast right from the very beginning. I mean, cocaine goal is now something that yeah. is a phrase that people use, uh, you know, listeners to the show use on Twitter and in emails to us on a, I would say on a weekly basis, someone yeah. says cocaine goal, right? Mm. Cocaine goal, the original cocaine goal is that 1986 World Cup. And it was coined on the basis of go back and listen to our World Cup episodes. We're still proud of them. They're, yeah. they're over two years old now, but you know, it was because only, you know, he got the ball. I don't think he was on cocaine, but cocaine is, is a state of mind as much as a drug. And he got yeah. the ball and thought, <laughs> exactly. you know what? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all fucking whinging. They're all fucking whinging still, these fucking <laughs> d- boring, basic, fucking weird, ugly country. But I don't even know what this team is, but the fuckers in the white shirts. I don't know who they are. Who are they? What, the Germany? Oh, England. Oh, okay, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. I never ask. <laughs> They're fucking going on about the handball. So I get the ball. I say, okay, motherfuckers, you know what I might do now? I got a guy on my left calling for the ball. I got a guy on my right calling for the ball. All right, good. Take the ball on my own and run around every motherfucker and the goalkeeper and then put it in the fucking net myself. I'm going to do that, m- bastards. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Incredible. Absolutely beautiful. Poetry. A couple more facts before we leave. Tell us if you think these are good or bad. Getting back to the Napoli time, and of course, drug tests weren't as prevalent then or as advanced, um, but he was tested from time to time, but he had a fake penis that he used Lovely. for the drug test, which contained the urine of clean players. Uh, and that fake, that fake penis later went on display in a Buenos Aires museum to Maradona. <laughs> but... The, the exhibition went on tour at one point and it was stolen. So Maradona's fake oh penis God. is out there and the whereabouts of it are unknown. So imagine how Look much it up on how eBay. Because I yeah. tell you what, it'll be worth a lot today. Yeah. And one other little nugget that I liked, uh, which basically brought about the end of his career, retirement followed after this. In 1996, he hired as his trainer none other than celebrated Olympic drug, drug cheat Ben Johnson. <laughs> two months later Maradona failed his third drug test and he retired hey Ben football. Johnson you run very fast you want to come and do some running with me show me I'll your beat secrets you, motherfucker. you think you're fast I'm fast too we have a race we see you beat me then maybe I'll pay you to train me <laughs> you know like Rocky and Apollo Creek <laughs> so I mean there's loads of stuff that we've probably forgotten and missed out you know, we might come back to it in the next episode. But, I mean, there you go. Diego Just, Armando yeah. Maradona, the greatest footballer who ever lived. No contest. Yes. Absolutely right. And there we are. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'll check be out back. The, the film if you haven't seen it. It was on yeah. More 4 again last night. I'm sure it'll be repeated probably on Channel 4 over the next few days. 
it is the best football film I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's it is the best brilliant. film, a, a best football film ever. Give it and a watch this weekend. Of, plenty of YouTube footage to look at as well and enjoy to celebrate the the genius that was Maradona. Well, they've all gone now, mate. Fucking Prince Maradona. Yeah. Who's left? Not many. Jack Grealish, me and you. That's about it. Exactly. That's fucking <laughs> right. So save for us while you can. What we're saying is subscribe to the Iron Violin Society. <laughs> Named partly in tribute to Diego Maradona. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.